Chapter 58 Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice, they take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free? and that ye break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. And I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Greetings and welcome to Prison News, the podcast. I'm your host. We're going to go ahead and do some follow-up this time. Remember we talked a while back about that poor little sergeant, that little girl who was beat to death in her prison after she was scalded, had her inmates set a fire. I says, where's the warden? Who's going to get in trouble for this? Well, there's been two more deaths at the same place. Finally, no, no, the warden never gets in trouble. Somebody's going to step down who was getting ready to retire anyway. Kind of show you how they do damage control. After state prison deaths, a top state official is stepping down. Where else but North Carolina? 
His name is David Geese, spelled G-U-I-C-E, like juice but with a G, a top North Carolina prisons leader. Folks, there's no such things as prison leaders. They're either a warden or you're part of the system, and they have a name and they have a job title. It's not prison leader. This is called softening the blow. He oversaw an extraordinarily deadly time for the state's correctional officers. He's stepping down from his post. The Department of Public Safety announced at Goose's retirement at 5.37 p.m. Yeah, Monday the 11th. Excuse me, Monday, 11 days after two prison employees were killed during a failed escape attempt. Goose, 62 years old, he was ready to retire anyway. The state's chief deputy secretary for adult correction and juvenile justice has been in his current role since 2013. He'll retire November 1st, according to a DPS news release. A former state representative, oh, I bet he's going to fall softly back into politics. He's worked for the government for 40 years. Folks, remember I told you about poor little Sergeant Megan, Sergeant Megan Callahan, how she was killed inside the uh, uh, North Carolina prison? Now they use the words now allegedly by an inmate. Oh, okay. Well, somebody poured hot, through hot, here's what hot went down. The best information we have is a convicted murderer who was allowed to walk around loose because they find it better to have these kind of guys working and in a revenue stream, kind of in the headlong rush to privatize prison, get some in money going. He's walking around thinking, I'm going to kill somebody else. I'm already doing a murder charge. What can they do to me? So he starts the fire, has it all planned out, where this little female sergeant's going to come see it. He has some piping hot water he got, and these guys like pain, of course, in the microwave. She comes to take a fire extinguisher to put out the fire. He comes up and throws his piping hot water on the sergeant. She screams. He takes this fire extinguisher and beats her to death with it. Oh, by the way, he's going to be charged with murder, just like, you know, where he's... And so that was one. Now, the prison was understaffed that month. That's why I've taught you folks out. They're always asked who, how many people were on duty whenever there's a shooting, a stabbing, a misdeed by a guard, and misdeed by a prisoner, a misdeed by a gang, misdeed by anybody, how many people were uh, on duty. And almost always it's short, short staff. And that falls on the warden. The warden should hang for something like that, figuratively, of course. Now, an investigative uh, report was published in June revealed that there was a hidden worlds of drugs, sex, and gang violence and thieves inside North Carolina's prisons. You think? You think maybe with this kind of stuff going on, there was a hidden world? And it says officers who were paid to prevent such corruption were instead fueling it. Folks, I told you, these little drones don't fly in those things just with, you know, by themselves. Anyway, chaos erupted inside a sewing plant at the Pasquaquatic Correctional Institution after plant manager Veronica Darden and Justin Smith were killed there. Now, the inmates stabbed the employees with scissors and beat them to death with hammers, according to the prison workers, who then called prison workers. Folks, who's a prison worker? Oh, inmate? Unsupervised inmate? Yeah, unsupervised inmate who called 911. Ten other prison workers were injured. Prison workers. See what's happening, folks? It's becoming privatized. It's a work farm. It's a work camp. The warden is never paraded in front of the cameras. He never sits before a review board. And, and when I say hang, I'm just talking about loses his pension and is shamed in the community. He says, you know what? You knew this was going on. You were what, what they call lodged up, like a lodge member. <clears throat> I'm not saying Moose or Elks Club. I'll let you just figure that out. But they all hang together. Oh, four inmates? Yeah, they've been charged with first-degree murder and the attacks. Three of them have already been serving time for murder. So they're already serving time for murder. You put them out on a sewing machine unsupervised, and they kill somebody. 
Whose fault is that? Folks, it's called prison news. What's the Bible say? The Bible called these people keepers, like keeper did shake and became like a dead man, or the keeper of the house, or the keepers in the charge, you know, over in Ezekiel. In the Bible, over here, I can take a quick peek at it. Uh, when Herod would have brought them forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept in prison. Later on, those keepers got killed for letting Peter escape. There was, a, even back and then, there was a sense of... Uh, Oh, justice. Folks, take care. God bless all of you. It's called Prison News. We're going to bring this stuff to your mind to keep you safe out there. Bye. Greetings and welcome once again to Bible Learning Cup. I'm your host. You know, you can learn a lot on these podcasts. I just learned something. Do you remember when the now President Donald Trump was being elected and they, in the news, said there was a group of witches and they were going to cast a spell? I mean, this was on the front page of much of this media. Uh, against Donald Trump, a certain day, a certain time they had, and that kind of either backfired or didn't work. So there's another one, and this also made major media outlets. Massive amount of witches, and they were even quoting some quotes, and to cast a spell to derail the uh, presidency of Donald Trump. Well, there's a guy I listened to on a podcast. His name's Dr. Scott Johnson. He's not on Anchor, but he's on someone out there I'd stumbled upon. He says the way you fight this thing is in, in the Bible has a whole bunch of chapters and verses, but there's one called Psalm 91 that people used to fight a, a witchcraft spell. Now, I don't have any, you know, uh, I haven't done anything like this. But I think in the day and age we live in, let's face it, if you join the Marine Corps right now, the U.S. Marines, by gum, they have mandated that the Wiccans can come down and cast a spell if they can get enough Marines to rally around the flagpole, they can do some spell casting and some enchantments and some channeling and some so-called nature studies, if you know what I mean. Didn't used to, the Marine Corps was not like that, but they are now. Also, the uh, sexual requirements for man and man, woman is woman, that's blurred in the Marine Corps as well. And so this particular chapter, it's called Psalm 91, uh, I thought, well, Let's take a look at it. I mean, how much, what can it hurt? It's very, it's about medium size. I'm going to go ahead and read the thing to you. Uh, now, I'm not making any claims. I'm telling you this is what they do. I'm told that this is what is used to defeat or, or, or to stand against that kind of an attack. I read, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trumple under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and shew him my salvation. 
Well, that's it, folks. You might say there's a lot of imagery, spiritual imagery. Yeah, there is a lot. Of, you know, things like those tread upon the lion and tread upon the adder and thing about the devil being the snake and all this. I thought I'd just share that. It shows that this communication tool called podcasting, which I'm somewhat new to, less than a year doing this, uh, you can discover some things, learn some things that are probably, this is not going to be taught in the local newspaper. You're not going to have me somebody say, this is the, what they used to, you know, there was a lot of stuff given to the witches, quite a bit, in fact, about, you know, it's a certain time, the spell's coming up, and they're from the East Coast, the West Coast, they talked about coven representatives on a couple of major medias got to talk about their coven uh, delights as far as going against uh, Trump. But the other side, which I just read to you, wasn't mentioned like, hey, well, what are these pastors, these, uh, you know, who really are believers, true believers, not just in God, but also with his son, Jesus Christ, the born-again experience, the difference between right and wrong, heaven and hell, things like that. So that's it, folks. It's called Bible Learning Cup. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, hey, we got a new year coming up. We've got some things. Anybody has a podcast or brought, is going to say we got new things coming up next year. It's not going to be exciting or earth-shaking, uh, but I think it's going to be enjoyable for most of us. Peace to all of you. Lord bless you all, and bye for now.